for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello, welcome. Welcome to Living Life. May the Lord bless you as you walk together with Him today. I have a question. When was the last time you repented? Do you know that if you are not repenting, perhaps that you are not growing in awareness of your sin or God's holiness? In our church, we pray that every service, at the end, the people will come to a point of repentance, uh, coming to know God and His holiness, and coming to see our shortcomings, so that we will turn away from ourselves and turn to God. Uh, lately, as I've been studying the book of Galatians, I came to realize I need to not only repent of my shortcomings and failures, but a huge thing, and repenting and asking God's forgiveness about my accomplishments, and because they can easily become the idols and that keep me away from becoming more like Christ and God. Well, today, the story, the passage is about golden calf, and then you know this very, very familiar passage. As we look at this passage, what took place historically uh, long ago. Uh, but then we will, from this passage, learn some truths about what sin is and how easily we fall into sin. But also God, who is God of grace, so that we can turn to God in repentance, so that you will grow to be more like Him. Let's think about this together. Shall we? Exodus chapter 32, verses 1 through 14. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Aaron answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, Tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day, the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings. Afterward, they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down, because your people, whom you brought up out of Egypt, have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them, and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. 
They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God. Lord, he said, Why should your anger burn against your people whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by your own self, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all this land I promised them, and it will be their inheritance forever. Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. You know, this passage takes place after Israel people uh, enter into a covenant together with God. God has come down, and then God has spoken and the words of the covenant, Ten Commandments, and then people heard, and then people said, yes, we will keep these uh, commandments, and then, yes, we will make you our God, and then we will obey, and we will follow. And so they enter into the covenant. You know, after that, and uh, Moses went up to the mountain to receive the law and to take more time to be together with uh, the Lord for 40 days. And that's when this incident took place. And then the people were very impatient, and, then, and they began to say, hey, where is this guy? Uh, did he get lost, or did he die, or what happened? And then they said, you know what? Uh, let's uh, come together and then let's make this golden calf and then let's worship and celebrate. And that's what happened. You know, verse 1, it says, when people saw that Moses was so long gone, and then they gathered and said, come, let us make gods who will go before us. And then as for this fellow Moses, and then we don't know what happened to him. And then they make this golden calf and then they begin to celebrate. And then uh, God uh, tells Moses, and this is what happened. And then go down, and then Moses comes down to deal with the situation. You know, uh, why is it that these people that experienced God's miracle of deliverance uh, in a very, very powerful way, and then why is it that, uh, that these people that have heard God speak and, and, and met God and, and they all said that, yes, you know, I will follow. We will all serve the Lord and then we will keep the commandments and then we will be God's people. Uh, why is it that they have committed this uh, great sin and then, you know, came to a point of breaking the covenant? Uh, what happened? Well, sin, uh, sin, and they were led to sin. And so easily, that's what happens to, to us too. Now, what is it? What caused them? Well, they were impatient. You know, they, they were waiting for a long time. And sometimes uh, we cannot trust God when 
God doesn't answer right away. You come and pray and seek and serve, and God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? How come you're not answering? And sometimes we find ourselves and say, hey, maybe God's not there. And then we choose to do something that we know that God may not want us to do. Or sometimes what happened here is, and they heard very clearly that God told them not to make idols, but, but uh, they uh, are now beginning to do uh, this thing, making idols. And sometimes we do what God tells us not to do. Or sometimes you know, say, hey, this is uh, the gods that you know, brought us out. And then they calling uh, these uh, golden calf, Yahweh, Jehovah God, and then they are distorting. And they are, in a sense, doing their very best way to worship the Lord, but in a very syncretistic, in ways that's not right. And it's not the way that God delights. And that's what happened. And sometimes, and these are some things that could very easily happen for you and me. And how does God respond? God sends, um, you know, the worker and to go down and uh, intervene and then step in. And then God reveals that this is a sin. And then it's a very, very interesting thing that God says. You know, these are stiff-necked people. And then verse 10, God says, leave me alone so that I will destroy these people. And God is, in a sense, asking permission from Moses. Or God is inviting Moses to step in and say, Oh, God, what are you talking about? Don't do it. And then God is saying, I'm going to kill and destroy. And then, should I do it or not? And then Moses is saying, don't do it. And then Moses doesn't fully know what happened. But he is interceding. And then, God, you are a gracious God. Show your kindness. God, and you have done so much to bring these people out. And then, God, what would Egyptians say? And then, God, turn from your anger, but show your kindness. And then he says, God, remember your faithfulness. Remember your covenant promise and faithfulness. And that's what? Moses says. You know, many times, uh, this is so important for us to remember. And to a wicked, sinful people, and then God so willingly forgives, but not the way that we need to respond, but the way that God responds here. And God reveals sin to be sin. But then God sends his servant, a help, a mediator, and then God invites the mediator to intercede. And then at the end, verse 14, the Bible says, the Lord relented. It's not that God that we serve is a God who just changes his mind left and right so quickly. No. And God is God who does not want to punish and destroy the sinners. And then he is looking for an excuse, and he is inviting you to step in. And then through your prayer, as you step in, he wants to forgive. And then he wants to restore. And he wants to extend 
his grace. And that's the kind of God that we serve. From today's passage, continue to think and meditate upon this one thing, and that is, be careful that you may fall into sin and then learn to just guard yourself and then learn to place trust in him. Don't be so impatient. Do what God's word tells you to do and then don't try to do your way to please and serve God. No, guard yourself, watch yourself. But also another thing, and that is, as you are convicted and and then you come to know your wrong and shortcomings. Know that our God is God of mercy, grace, and God who is willing to forgive. Turn to him and he will forgive you, free you, and draw you near to him. Lord, we thank you for uh, your word that reminds us And left alone, we could so easily sin, even with our very best intentions. But Lord, we pray that you will help us to see our shortcomings. But Lord, help us to turn to you and then help us to experience the forgiveness and freedom that you offer because of your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen.